You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Hey, man, I talk to my dog. I have conversations with my dog. I, um, yeah, sometimes I wouldn't have a conversation, but for the dog. Yeah. You know, I spent the whole day. Roscoe's been out of town for a couple of days. So, so the, um, when did he take off? I don't even know. Welcome to my life, last man. Week. <laughs> That's what a Saturday and Sunday around the house is for me. Me and the dog. And one of you's not wearing underwear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know where you find those little doggy underwears for him, but boy, are they expensive. <laughs> yeah. Hello, and thanks for downloading the two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. And I'm your good buddy Liv. And if you're keeping score at home, this is episode 83, the 1106-day edition, parentheses, belated, hashtag, redo, close parentheses. (laughs) (laughs) Happy uh, belated 1106-day, buddy. Yes, happy belated to you as well. Do you know, um, what year are we in? It's 2015. 2015, so for 21 years, is that true? 1106 has had uh, a special meaning. Yeah, because y'all moved in there in 94, fall 94, yeah. 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 I never remember the significance of 1106 Day. (laughs) November 6th. I always have to be reminded, and every year I say, you know what, next year I'm going to remember, and next year I'm going to be the guy that says, hey, happy 1106 day. Funny thing is, I have a good friend who only became a good friend after I graduated college down here, whose birthday happens to be on November 6th. So he knows the relation to 1106 for me. Okay. You know, so like I... Text him happy birthday, and he's like happy eleven oh six day. That's why I always remember his birthday because it's eleven oh six. That's great. Yeah. That's great. He's the luckiest man alive. Yep. <laughs> and the worst thing I, um, is, I I know somebody who had bad stuff happen on eleven oh six, and the other day I was looking at something. I was like, oh, this will be the worst day ever. I'm like, oh man, it's terrible. I'm like, I better uh, not post anything about this day on social media for that reason yeah it kind of puts in perspective you know yeah so i was like oh that's terrible that something that's such a great day for me is the worst day of this guy's life yeah yeah that's a bummer yeah but it's it some people don't understand how uh what what would that be called it's a an astrological a chronological event a what about uh, what when you mark a day like that? It's not a historical day, but no. it's, a, it's a day of remembrance. Yeah, for us, you know what I mean. Yeah, but it it's all it it it, it all revolves around the address of a house. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's not even like nothing great even happened. You know, it wasn't it's like just the that day we, we all met. It. Right. You know, I mean, if we lived across the street, we'd be celebrating eleven oh seven day. <laughs> right. Or if we lived down the block, we wouldn't even get to celebrate it because it would be 1305, yes. you know? We have to be military time. 
<laughs> every, so day, every day, every day at one oh five, we have to celebrate. Uh, as silly as it sounds, I I do. Um, I don't. Know, I I might even. I might even. It's not even an internal smile. It might even be an external smile when the clock strikes eleven oh six. You know, during the morning, during the day, because I'm usually asleep at night. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, when I see it during the day, um, I always happen. There it always seems. You know how it's egocentric. You always hear your name yeah. out in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because eleven oh six has a significance to me, I always feel like I catch it. Yeah, no, every of course. day. You know, it's like. Um... Yeah, so the thing I was waiting for 11.06 day was the early morning text messaging from friggin' Floyd. (laughs) You know, but that didn't happen, you know? Funny thing is, Mike Reardon was texting me early in the morning. I got he wanted my mailing address, you know? Okay. Without even acknowledging it was 11.06 day. And this is the most weirdo story I can tell you. So eventually it got around to me saying, hey, man, happy 1106 day or whatever. You know, uh, since he doesn't even listen to the show anymore. (laughs) I guarantee he doesn't listen to the show anymore. So, yeah, I know. I mean, he made that clear. Uh, (laughs) But uh, we had exchange eventually. I was like, happy 1106 day. And he responded, oh, and to you and. And I told him how I was waiting for the way too early in the morning group text from Floyd. I'm shocked it never came. And, and now he's like, seriously disappointed, blah, blah, blah. I said, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. Those things usually come as I'm trying to snag my last few minutes of good sleep before the alarm goes off. So, of course, he has to come with the weirdo logic. That's why they make do not disturb sitting on your phone. And I'm like, there's people I don't mind disturbing me, though, you know? Right. His response right. is put them in your favorites, and you can put the seven and do not disturb. <laughs> that allows your favorites to disturb you. And it ends with me just saying, nah, that's too much. I can deal with the five or six early morning Floyd text a year. <laughs> just because it's like, dude, it, it, I wasn't giving you a problem to resolve for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> An anecdotal aside. Yeah. Turned into a turned into a valuable life lesson. Of course, because it has to. Right. <laughs> and that's why you put the do not disturb. <laughs> you know, it's funny. In my life, I um I'm constantly bombarded by people that flummox me. Yeah. That just get me off my game and I don't know how to deal with. Yeah. I, you know, I think you know, I my my mind starts churning and I get off on one of those, you know, mental tangents thinking about, well, why didn't that person just do the right thing? Or why didn't they do what I think they should have done? You know, yeah. it just kind of spirals out of control and it gets me all crazy. There's two people, however, that I know how to handle. And they happen to be the two most idiosyncratic people that I know. They could be the two most idiosyncratic people in the world, but does it happen to be Mike Reardon and Ben Cook? <laughs> no, I don't think anybody's figured out how to how to deal with Ben Cook, but one of them does happen to be Mike Reardon. <laughs> okay, when you say most idiosyncratic people in the world, <laughs> the other one is probably the closest person uh, in my life to Mike Reardon, um, and that's my brother Jeremy. Oh, okay. 
And, you know, both of them have... Mystery man to me. (laughs) (laughs) They both have their particular ways, and you wouldn't like them if they didn't have those ways. You know what I mean? You know there's some people that you're just like, that guy is a dick, or that guy is... You know, too neurotic, or that guy oh. is just whatever. Oh well, and, if that exchange was with somebody else who we know, I would have thought he was being an actual dick. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and you can guess what I'm talking. Exactly, about. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But Brian, it's like, well, I kind of expect that from him. It's just funny because mm. if you, I send you the same text message, you're like, haha, you know, you're not like, well, this is how you fix that problem. <laughs> Right. But that's just his nature. Yeah. You know? And Jeremy is very similar. He's got, you know, he's got a mindset and he's got, um, you know, a, a way about him and he deals with things in a certain way that is very much like Reardon. But you can you can kind of call both of those guys on the carpet, you know, and be like, all right, Mr. Anal Retentive, you know, and then they kind of have a little bit of a self-awareness. Yeah. You know, kind of like a self-actualization. That's what what's great about both of them. That's why I get along with both of them so well is because there's they don't they're not particularly self-aware yeah. until you make them self-aware and then they're like so you make very them look introspective. at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they get it right away and they find the humor in it and they understand it, you know. So um so that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. I um, because I had a similar interaction with my brother. Um, Halloween. Yeah. Okay. We we went out. Um, I think we've talked about this, right? I'm sure we did. Yeah, I think we've chatted since Halloween. Have we? I, I don't know. Did I tell I you I went out we trick or treating with all the kids? No, no, because we didn't. Because last week was. We didn't record last Thursday, and that was only the 5th or whatever. Oh, okay, all right, all right. So um, Halloween's always kind of been a big deal it, since, well, for me since I was a little kid. My yeah. mom would always make – we've talked about yes, it. Yes, and think, like you always dressed up at your high school or whatever, right? Yes. Y'all have and, like a uh, Halloween when, parade or something, don't you? Uh, Tom's River okay. has a Halloween parade, to which, Hall- to which Tom's River people claim it's the largest Halloween gathering in the world – I find that hard to believe, considering um, New York City's uh, East Village or West Village parade. Um, well, now happens. they have a Mardi Gras style Halloween parade down here too. <laughs> Is it big? Did it catch on? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's only like five years old. I think they run it the week before Halloween, technically though. So maybe not a Halloween day itself, but it is a Mardi Gras style Halloween parade. You know where to throw okay. shit, but that's only new, obviously. Tom's River was saying this way before that was ever around. Yeah, and Tom's River's been around since I was a little kid, yeah. 40, 50 years. Um, and I'd march in it, and I, I used to win prizes, and um, I was Yoda. And on our old blog, we did a whole Halloween um, series. We put up a bunch of yep. photos a um, long time ago. So so you know what I'm talking about Yeah, I tell you. Uh, my love for Halloween and a couple years ago, when my nieces and nephews were like, I don't know, three and four, maybe f- three and five, we dressed up as the Avengers. I was the Incredible Hulk, and I oh, bought yeah, them yeah. all you costumes. Tell, you were telling me this before Halloween, how you had been the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, and it was really funny because, you know, I'm like five times bigger than them, and then they're dressed up as uh, Iron Man, 
Um, yeah, so it's for, perfect. Yeah, it was great. And we got a, we went, you know, one of those trunk or treat kind of deals. Yeah. Um, and had a good time. We were a big hit. Last year, I ended up bailing. I didn't have a lot of enthusiasm. Didn't have a lot of money. Yep. Didn't have, didn't have a lot of time. So we didn't really pull it together. This year, my nephew suggested that we be um, Star Wars. He would be Luke Skywalker. My His sister would be Princess Leia. Uh, my other niece would be C-3PO. Her sister would be R2-D2. And I would be uh, Chewbacca. Which also fits the physical disparity yeah, since you're way requirement. Bigger. So that was great. Although um, I could have probably settled into Jabba the Hutt, but then they'd have to pull me on a big sled. So yeah. it would be easier if I was Chewbacca. Um, but we couldn't get the kids to buy into it. They didn't under- The other kids didn't understand it, and they're old enough now to know that they get a Halloween costume. Before, when we did the Avengers, they were little kids. Okay. We just put a cost. I put a costume on them and took them around. Yeah. Now they're like, I want to be a princess. Yeah. Now they want to be whatever they want to be. So they're individuals now. We couldn't organize it, and he was cool. He 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 said, uh, my nephew said, "Uh, "Don't worry, it's okay. We can we can do it next year, uh, and it'll be good." Um, so I just went as a spider. I have a spider costume that Ange bought one time, like an actual spider. Yeah, it's one of those ones where you put your arms in it, and then there's arms yeah, underneath it yeah. tied to it. And then he was some superhero character, and the rest of them were princesses or whatever. So we went out. But Jeremy um, was my point of contact. Yeah. And I asked him what time we were going to meet, or what time they were going to meet. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I think Michelle and Melissa said 3 o'clock. So right there, I know he has no interest in this endeavor. He's not plugged in. Yeah. He's going off secondhand information between his wife and Josh's wife. <laughs> and I should have followed up with Josh, but he probably had less information than Jeremy. Okay. At least, at least Jeremy makes it a point to ask the question. Yeah. Even if he doesn't listen. Josh just kind of goes with the flow and wherever the, the train stops, he hops off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they tell me three o'clock. I do a little work around here. Uh, I take off, get there about, I'm going to get there about 15 minutes early. It's perfect. And I see them. They are three quarters of the way down the block already. So if I didn't show up early, I would have totally missed them. <laughs> and and what time I'm did like, you hey. show up? They told you, th- he told you three. Yep, I showed up at two forty-five. They're already five. All right. Block. So two thirty was the time to be there. Yes, but uh, Cole and Emma, the two Josh's two little kids, are are nowhere to be found. It's just Josh and Jeremy, and Jeremy's two little kids, and Jeremy's wife. Okay. So like they screwed up the plan between them, and they're the ones who have kids. Yeah, they're the ones who it matters. It's Josh's kid who you're coordinating with too, right? Correct. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Correct. So um, I'm like, hey, you almost screwed me. And Jeremy's like, oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. <laughs> and the running joke in my family is that um, we all had a very privileged childhood. Yes. The only difference is 
Josh, Jillian, and I remember it. <laughs> Jeremy has no recollection of anything that happened as a kid. He told his wife one time that um, they were talking about a family vacation or whatever, and I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Uh, and this might not have been the exact conversation that happened, but this was the gist of it. And uh, it was that he didn't feel the need to have to go on a family vacation because growing up, he never went on a family vacation <laughs> with his family. And from his ages, I'm going to say eight to probably 14, we went on a family vacation every summer. <laughs> What's the age between you and Jeremy? Five years. You're five years older? Yeah, I'm five years yeah. older. So he, he just doesn't even remember any of that shit? Yeah, maybe six. But at six, you should well, have Let me memories. get back to one thing, though. Where were Josh's yeah. kids if Josh was there? Uh, that I still haven't figured out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. He's just walking around. <laughs> was Josh's wife to... there too? No, she was with the kids. Okay, so, I don't so know... she was off with the kids, and Josh was just—he—he he was just along for a ride. He didn't even know what the hell was going on. Right. He showed up separately, or was this in his neighborhood? This was his neighborhood. Okay. This was his neighborhood. Something happened along the uh, along the way that the wires got crossed. Yeah. And uh, Josh's kids were out with their neighborhood kid friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The guys but they always were with. They're too little to go by themselves, so parents had to go with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, so they were out. And they so got Josh probably wasn't at home at the time or something when they went off. I think what happened was Josh then had to stay home to to give candy out to trick-or-treaters uh, and wait for Jeremy. All right. I got you. I got you. So we met up with So they just Josh's had a whole wife. cluster. It was a whole cluster. No one ever coordinated to Jeremy and his wife, hey, get the kids here earlier. Maybe they did. Maybe who knows? Yeah, <laughs> who knows? It's just the way it rolls. Yeah, right? okay. So we finally meet up and we do the trick or treating, and it's great. And then um, we decide that the kids had fun, and Jeremy's kids aren't um, the, Jeremy's kids aren't big like sugar eaters or anything. So they had like five candy bars in their thing, and they were psyched. Yeah, you know, they just wanted to go up to the houses, but they were like a, a bunch of little gypsies because. Um, Cole rings the doorbell, you know, yeah. and if the people aren't there enough, he rings the doorbell again, and if they're not fast enough, he knocks on the door. Like <laughs> he's He understands that the faster he can turn over a house, the faster he can get to the next house, right? Yeah. And then Jeremy's kids love to, or his, his oldest daughter, like, love to load up on the candy. You know, you know when the there's a lot of different strategies to give kids candy. I like to put the candy in the kid's bag. Yep. Cuz usually I buy one type of candy. I don't think I've ever given out Halloween candy, man. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so sad, man. It's the greatest gift of giving. What's <laughs> <laughs> a pain in the ass? <laughs> Uh, it really is. <laughs> and this year was a lot tougher because it was a Saturday. Yeah. So, like, it was about eight hours worth of trick-or-treating if you lived in a neighborhood that was trick-or-treatable. Yeah, I mean, I don't think my neighborhood's real big trick-or-treated neighborhood, for one. Like, I think the kids go elsewhere, you know? Okay. 
because I'm like kind of in a hood area, you know, so they'll go trick or treat somewhere else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they get better candy. But uh, it stormed all day on Saturday. And this is something that peed my mom off. They knew there was going to be bad weather on Saturday. So all like the parishes, all the local governments and stuff were rearranging trick or treating for Friday. Oh, you can't do that. Yeah, my mom's like, that's stupid. That's not the way it was when I was little. And same when I was little. It was like either you had a, either you trick-or-treated on Halloween or you were screwed if it rained. Right. Sometimes you get screwed. Yeah, but the thing is, too, on top of it, I don't remember the government being this involved with Halloween. Like, I remember when I was little, you would go in the neighborhood and whatever. There weren't cops everywhere. Now it's, like, sanctioned by the police. Like, there's... So much more governmental involvement with trick-or-treating. It's weird. In my brother's neighborhood, if you a cop car starts to roll down the street and all the kids go run into the cop car and I'm like, what are they doing? And Josh is like, the cop cars have candy in them. And the kids know that if they go up to the cops. Okay, but when you were little, there was no cop cars or anything, right? N- no. All right. So this this is weird, right? It is the weird. fact that everything is now like a government uh, police activity. It's weird. <laughs> so the Halloween parade in Tom's River, regardless of its, whether it's the biggest or second biggest, it's a huge, huge parade. It's been a long-standing tradition. It was always on Halloween. Yeah. So the local tradition was that you went trick-or-treating the day before Halloween in Tom's River. Okay. Which is great for kids like me because we could go to Tom's River the day before and then go trick-or-treating on Halloween the day of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works. So you get double, double, you double dip. Somewhere in the last few years, and that was Tom's River's thing. They loved it. You know, they loved having this huge parade. Yeah, I've they seen, loved having they got towns, like, because there was some place in Ohio, apparently, that was their thing. You know, they trick-or-treat before Halloween. Right. You know, it's weird. Well, the local government, and probably because, um, you know, there's like new blood coming into the town. You know, like Tom's River's always been, all the towns around here have always been, you're born and bred in that town. And like when I was growing up, the guy who um, who worked the deli at the local um convenience store around the corner from my house ended up being the mayor okay and then he got to be a state assemblyman you know yeah yeah it was like people born and raised you know old hick piney guys yeah yeah and they're starting to die you know phase out and their families didn't stick around yeah their families didn't stay in the town so So now it's like yuppies and stuff moving in huh yeah, because everybody like Angie's brother had couldn't afford to stay in the town. He had to go to the next town over. Yeah, of course, know? that's the way. So it all is. the yeah. all the yuppies are, are taking over. It's and just like in. like if you look at these like up in Boston, like in the North End, the people that yes. lived that grew up there couldn't afford to stay there. Yep, because all exactly. the yuppies move in and made too expensive. Yeah, so all the yuppies in Tom's River forced. The parade to be moved to the, whatever, the Saturday prior to 
Halloween. Oh, like every year, it's just whenever it is. If Halloween's a Friday, it's the Saturday before. Exactly. All right, I got you. So this way, they can go. They can go trick or treating on Halloween, and the because the whole town goes to the parade. So this way, you know, kids aren't staying out late, and the and the whole deal. But like, it was a community event. It's not. It's not run by the government. It's run by a, a local fire house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a fundraiser, but local government kind of got involved because, you know, a bunch of busybodies decided that they wanted to see a change, you know, that they wanted it different. And all of a sudden, Big Brother stepped in. Yeah. And now this storied tradition is now just some random Saturday in October, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that made it cool. Exactly. It's no longer cool. No, it's not cool. It's just it's just the thing, man. Yeah, that sucks. Thing, Yuppies so. always ruin everything. So, to just kind of put a bow on uh, on the Halloween store, we all went out um, after we got done trick-or-treating. Uh, apparently, Applebee's gives free uh, dinner to any kid who comes dressed in costume. Oh, nice. So, we all went... Um, it was Josh, his wife, two kids, Jeremy, his wife, two kids, me, and then my dad ended up coming. My mom wasn't feeling good or whatever. Yeah. So we had dinner at uh, at Applebee's, eight standard Applebee's fare, and then just at the end... Were you eating good in the neighborhood? We were eating good in the neighborhood, and it had, um, you know, it had all, like, the local uh, high school sports teams. I felt a real sense of... Civic pride, you know. I don't yeah. go to Applebee's that often because I don't like the food. And I haven't so. been to an app. I've probably been to an Applebee's like two times in my life, and I think the last time I was was probably with Stevo in Syracuse. I think there's two types of people in this world. There's Applebee's people, and there's everybody else. You know, <laughs> it's funny how you said that because my brother Chris, who's back living here, and he's crazy, but he's a he he's got a degree in philosophy, okay. and he likes to talk, and he goes off forever. He was gone off about that whole idea when people say there's two types of people in this world. And he's like, well, there's infinite amounts of people in this world. And he's like, you could break anything down to saying there's two types of people in this world. <laughs> and he's talking about how ridiculous it is. And he's like, you could say that about almost anything. You know, it's like right. <laughs> <laughs> like even something individual to you, you know, two types of people in this world. Guys who are sitting around <laughs> recording a podcast right now and guys who aren't. You know? <laughs> That's funny because that brings me to my, uh, to probably my biggest belief is that there's two kinds of people in this world. <laughs> there's two, t- there's a type of person who would laugh at my two types of people joke. And then there's your brother, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I say that about, like, Disney World. I was like, there's Disney World people, and then there's people who aren't Disney World people. Right. You know, like, like I mean, you probably know some Disney World people who are ape shit about it. Every family vacation is to Disney World, and they do it three times a year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then you got yeah. the people that never go to Disney World. Like, I came from a family that was not a Disney World family. Right. You know, we went once, and I was two years old. We never went back. You know? <laughs> Yeah, same here. Same here. Guy, um, Guy Vincent and I have have a two types of people in this world. It's um, people who 
like bare naked ladies and people who don't like bare naked ladies. <laughs> I think there's a lot more of the latter. <laughs> right. Guy and I both like bare naked ladies, so that's that's how we notice. Yes. Uh, that we are such the minority. <laughs> um so we're at Applebee's and um, so they really niece. do have all like the team pictures on the wall and everything. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And we have this huge corner booth, and there's like twelve of us gathered around. And my niece is sitting. You know how corner booths go? Yeah, the rounded the, ones. Yes, yes, essentially, where there's one little entrance and then the the seats around it. So she's blocking the seat. She's blocking the entrance because she's got her little. Uh, she's only two, so she has a what's it called? A high chair. Oh, okay, and. Yeah. I don't, she must have a sensitive stomach, or she's got a gluten allergy, <laughs> or she's lactose. Whatever it is, the kid she cannot pukes. stand lactose. <laughs> the kid pukes like it's her job, and I feel so bad for her all the time. Oh, Anytime she goes in the car, they're always walking her in the house, like with arms stretched out. You this know, is Jeremy's kid. Jeremy's kid. Oh yeah. man, and she's funny because she's a rug rat, yeah. and um. She's just like she's huge personality. Like as a two year old, even she's got a huge personality. She's just really funny, but um, she just starts projectile vomiting while we're at the table. But we can't go anywhere because she's blocking the entrance. <laughs> and so Melissa grabs her and, and is like, "Oh no, Vera, stop! Don't!" And she's got a napkin or whatever, and she's trying to, you know older but the entire table doesn't know what to do instinctually you want to whisk her off to the bathroom yeah but the bathroom is literally the furthest point in the restaurant from us we're in one corner and you know how the bathroom's always in the back right hand yeah, corner, yeah, yeah. the opposite of the kitchen well, that's where we're that's where we so need it's to like get pointless her. to even go to the bathroom until she stops puking Right, because if she keeps puking, she's going to be puking over everybody yes. who you walk past. Yeah. But the little kid, the poor kid, can't stop puking. <laughs> and she just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. But dinner's done. We're done. We picked up, you know, we paid for the tab already. So um, she finally stops. Melissa takes her to the bathroom. And Josh is like... All right, well, I'm out of here. He takes his kids and he leaves. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> uh, my dad's like, um, I'm going to go check on whatever. And he goes and, and does whatever he does. And it's Jeremy and I sitting at the table. And I'm like, I don't know what the etiquette here is. The waitress was one of um, Josh's wife's former students. So I don't know if that buys us some liberties or if that makes us more accountable, <laughs> you know? So we're like, Jerry, what do we do, man? He's like, I have no idea. I'm like, I kind of want to stay here till it's clean. He's like, yeah, but then we look like douchebags. The two guys who are watching people clean up. Our yeah, food. they're kidding. And I'm like, well, why don't we throw some money in there? And he's like, you know, dad's a good tipper. I think we might be okay. I'm like, no, dad tipped. The waitress. Dad didn't tip the waitress who had to clean up our puke. He's like, you're right. You're right. So he starts, 
He starts rummaging through his wallet, r- rummaging through his wife's purse, and I'm like, I got a couple bucks, and no, nobody carries cash, you know? Yeah, of course. So uh, maybe we put together an extra, I want to say 15 bucks on top of whatever the, yeah. the bill was. The bill wasn't 150 bucks, so like she probably ended up getting out of there with like a 30 or 40% tip, but to have to clean up puke, I think that's... Yeah, I mean, that's deserving because that doesn't come with standard serving, you know? Right. It's like, all right. right, do a good job and you'll get like 20% or more, you know? But Josh is funny no because... No one's expecting you to puke all over the place. Uh, Josh is a dad, so this doesn't phase him. He's also Josh, so nothing phases him. And he's also funny, so he rolls with things, you know, a lot better. Um, than some people roll with, and the little waitress comes up while she's puking, and she goes, "Oh no, did she eat something that didn't agree with her?" And Josh goes, "No, no, she drank too much." <laughs> <laughs> and the chick didn't know what to make of it, and just kind of like looked cross. Oh uh, yeah, when people don't know, yeah, I hate that because I'm a joker, you know. Right, and people they 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 don't know you, so they don't know what they're supposed to make of it. Right, it's like ah, just take a joke for a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Although in that particular case, it's kind of clear that it's a joke. Obviously, like it's like, come on, man, does it? <laughs> you think anybody would be admitting to giving a two-year-old too much to drink? If anything, <laughs> in most instances, I'm gonna guess unless yours is real esoteric, and and you know, well above the head of of most people, I'm gonna guess that yours is clearly a joke. Yeah, like um, you know, unless you're walking into uh, you know into a diner and and ordering breakfast anytime, and you order the pancakes in the Age of Enlightenment. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I think most people would get that you're joking. We have a friend, more so I have a friend, but you know him, whose dad would routinely make it a joke when a waitress would take his order. Yeah. He um he would he'd always order um tuna fish on wheat, extra mayonnaise. Okay. <laughs> so the waitress just looks at him and he says yeah uh tuna on wheat extra mayonnaise and his friends whether it's his kids or or his buddies or whatever crack up because they think this is the funniest thing in the world but like it's it, there's no context to it it's beyond an inside joke you know when we went when you went silent there, I was like, uh, "Is he waiting for me to get this joke?" Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but he would do it every time we went out. Yeah, but so that was the uh, that was the extent of my Halloween. <laughs> hey, what are you guys doing back there? Relax. <laughs> I ended up going to. The Pelicans game with my brother that night. Okay. And they played the Warriors, and Stephen Curry scored 53 points. So that was that. 
<laughs> so that was impressive because that's the most points I've ever seen scored, you know? Right. <laughs> so that was about it, you know? And it was stormy as hell. But, uh, yeah, Halloween didn't do anything, you know? I mean, what I knew my last... brother wasn't going to do anything for Halloween. He got in touch with me like a week, a little bit more than a week ahead of time, asking me if I wanted to go to game. I was like, screw it, because I didn't know what I was going to do for Halloween. I was right. like, that takes the, the work out of it for me. I don't have to worry about figuring out a costume and seeing who's doing anything for Halloween, you know. What was your last uh, big Halloween outing? I don't even know. I'm trying to think. Did I do anything last year? Probably not. A few years ago, I dressed up as the brawny man, but I can't remember, man. That must have been – I don't know if that was – I don't know when the last, I mean, it's in the last four years, you know, but I really can't, okay. you know, I just, at this age, you know, everything's a blur. Yeah. Angie and I were, um, Angie was, a, I was a, obviously a big Halloween person and was a big Halloween person. And at the time, I always felt like I was letting us down as a team. You know, because you always said to do tandem costumes. Yeah, because we we always did tandem costumes, but I always felt like we, you know, next year I'm gonna really invest in it. We were always running around last minute trying to throw something. Yeah, that's my problem. Like I always think of stuff way ahead of time, like the year before, but then I never really go through with actually getting the stuff in time. Right. So then, like, that's how I became the brawny man. That was a total last second thing. I was like, that's so easy. <laughs> so I went to the store. I went to Walmart and found a red flannel shirt and a, and a friggin' thing of paper towel. Right. right. <laughs> and I just carried around paper towel. And there were a couple of people like, oh, you're the brawny man. I was like, yes. <laughs> I, um, I was always down on myself because I, I, I felt like I could have done more to prepare. But in looking back on it, this year I was riding around trying to get a costume together. And yeah. I, I was just kind of looking back on on Halloweens of year, recent years past. And we had some good ones. Yeah. Um, that we, you know, maybe we threw them together last minute. But at the end of the, you know, the end of the day, like you're an adult. How much time are you going to throw into a Halloween costume. You know what? I think I did pretty good for all the last minute costumes I've had over the years. I mean, last minute costumes I had over the years, I did Barth from Barth, You Can't yeah. Do Then Television. Yeah. You know, I did the the Red Sox guy drinking beer and eating fried chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was all stuff that I put together in less than two days. Right. You know I mean? It, doesn't take much. I see people that spend eternities on this stuff, and I'm like, I don't know. Don't you have better things to do in life? <laughs> well, as you know, I'm a. When it comes to Halloween, I I fancy myself a pre planner, and I run the long con. Um, like the six eight to eight months I put in to planning the Brian Peters Halloween costume. Yes, yes. Because I had to lift the shirt off of him ahead of time well before, you know, Halloween. Um, and I must have done it, like, a oh, year before. Well, that, um, that brings... I tell you what I was going to bring be this year. Originally, and it's when, they, when I found out he passed away during the summer. 
Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, I was not going to be Rowdy Roddy Piper the wrestler, like Matt Soap was. Okay. What I was going to be was uh, his character, John, from the movie They Live, because I love that movie. Yeah, you do. And and I was going to be that, but my problem was, what I thought was, with that costume, was he carries around like a shotgun in the movie, you know? It's like, Uh, this day and age, you can't do that shit. You know, I was like, well, I guess maybe I could go get like a friggin', uh, you know, like one of those super soakers or something. But you know the way it is nowadays. They shoot people carrying friggin' toy guns now, you know? Yeah, yeah, you can't get away with that. <laughs> even toy guns. Even if it was obviously a super soaker, you know? Yeah. We live in a world where the cops will justify shooting a guy with a friggin' water gun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, but I didn't do that. But one thing I want to say is, I don't know if you know what Brian Peters was for Halloween. A Viking? No, no, no. Even better. And is better because of what you were for Halloween once. The, uh, because you were Brian Peters. Yeah. What was he? Brian Peters was Buzz Luckinbill. <laughs> and um uh, trying to find it on here so he grew a beard does buzz have a beard yeah but brian's always got a beard you know i mean brian i think brian sports the beard more times than he doesn't you know you think i know he always sports a mustache yeah he's a, he's bearded right now but he's often he's often he's quite here suit you know yeah I, I think he grows facial hair so easily. I think it, you know, it doesn't take much time for him to have a beard again. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, right. He wakes up with a beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a five o'clock shadow at twelve forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he dressed up as Buzz. Uh, <laughs> um. So I'm gonna. I'll send you this. Yeah, because you'll appreciate it. All right, but he 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 sends picture on you know on Halloween at five fourteen. Oh, Buzz Luckinbill. I said that's great. But I said I hope you're easier on Buzz than Sanders was on you. <laughs> he says, "Ha ha, yes, Buzz wasn't even here, but I got his blessing yesterday, and he was flattered." <laughs> well, that was a mistake. He got his blessing. Yes, I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, because <laughs> because Brian says that, I was like, of all people to dress up as someone you know, <laughs> you figure Brian Peters would be the last person to do that at this point, right? <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm sure like Buzz him. isn't the type of guy who you'd be fucking with the way you fucked with Brian Peters. Right. <laughs> oh, that's great. It looks just like him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, to be easier on him because that's the first thing I thought. I was like, man, that's that's quite ironic. You know. <laughs> That Same he, time. the what's that? 
Time cures all wounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I was thinking, I was like, does he even remember? <laughs> does he? I'm sure he does, but I mean, for the most part, he was friggin' completely wasted. You know, he never even made it out of the house that night, but the reason he was completely wasted was because he just started drinking. What? This is like, this is going to be like the annual show now. <laughs> Every year around Halloween, we're going to talk about you clowning on BP. <laughs> I thought it was more of an homage, to be honest. <laughs> And and I would say that most, yeah, from your perspective, <laughs> I would say that most. If you would ask Stevo, I bet he would say that it was an homage as well. I think that you um, you've attached, you know, an additional twelve years of of uh, not commentary, twelve years of um, perspective. <laughs> I'm. I just attached the perspective of watching Brian of witnessing it all go down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like you've ever been known to beat a dead horse or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. I guess we, I guess we do have to talk about this every year <laughs> because what I remember that was when it should have been all said and done, and Brian was bumming, sitting on stuff, and you just come back in there, you just came <laughs> right back at him. I'm Brian Pierce. He kept turning around and pointing to your net, the name on the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else uh, was I gonna do? <laughs> I, don't know, I think you passed out on the steps, if I remember correct. I had eight months to think about it. You know, you know when you get excited about something and you think it's really great, and you no, I understand. You replay it in your head how it's gonna go, and then you throw alcohol into the mix. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, what can you do, right? Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I can find. So maybe the next year I came up for homecoming or maybe it was the. No, it had to be the next year. And you were dressed um, as a ballerina. Yeah, that was. That would have been. Before? What year would that have been? That must have been. That might have been the year. That might have been ninety six. I might have been the ballerina. I'm trying to think. Or was it ninety seven? I thought it was ninety seven. I don't know. I think it was one eleven oh six years. I was the ballerina. So it's either ninety six or ninety seven. Well, it's a year I wasn't dressed up in costume. So ninety six would have been the year I came back for. Uh, it was homecoming that year, so it was ninety six. Yeah, okay. Um, and I th- I have a picture. It's you, me. Or maybe that was 98. Maybe that was 98. Maybe I did dress up. As a- I thought I was in 1106 when I dressed up ballerina, but maybe I was No, no, I no. Wasn't. It makes more sense if it's 96 because um, I remember that homecoming, and this jives with that. Okay. This jives with that. But for and some reason. And what's the picture? I mean, I know I have pictures of me in the ballerina costume. <laughs> 
We're standing at Fagan's After Hours, and it's a relatively normal picture. Yeah. So it's Cooper. It's little Cooper's sister. There was a chick that came up with little Cooper's sister. Um, sure, that's not 98? Yeah, I'm pretty sure because I don't. I think I might have stopped coming up for homecoming. You, yeah, but you did come up to, you did stay with Brian and me and Girk at seven oh eight a couple of times in ninety eight, ninety nine. Uh, yes, you're correct. Okay, so maybe I'd have to look through my old pictures, but I'm thinking it might have been ninety eight now. You know, because I'm trying to think. Let me think about. I know one year I was Farley. Oh, no, it must have been either 96 or 97. It had to be 96 or 97. I'm thinking now. Well, I don't know. No, 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 because I'm, I'm misremembering stuff now. Yeah, uh, I'm almost positive it's 96. It may, sure, that makes the most that. sense. And you were a little on the heavier side, and I was a little on the skinnier side. So I think as time went on... Though that particular equation became less true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, it's a it's probably a picture of about seven people, including you, me, Cooper, his sister, a couple other people. And everybody's normal. Bright eyed, bushy tailed, smiling, except for you in a tutu and me. That, which I can't even explain. You'd have to see the picture, but I'll find it. I'll forward it to you. But okay. That was, um, that was I mean, awesome. I, I'd have to go look in some pictures. I know I have pictures of that. It's just that, you know, everything's so, you know, the pre-digital age. Yeah, you know. I have these photos. Oh, wait, maybe it's, um, I don't know. I update this. Uh, I update my... my computer and they're always giving you new new software programs on your iMac. Yeah. All right, iPhotos open photos, okay. Um so you never I can never find anything. All right, that's it. Well, that's enough of us navigating through a picture I'm never even going to find. So, either way. Yeah, so don't happy, kill yourself. Happy Halloween, buddy. Yeah, happy Halloween to you as well. Um, what else you got? Uh, I really don't have anything at this point. I'll probably have stuff I'll think about later, but I can't think of anything right now, you know? Um, yeah, I got nothing. Hedy Lamar's birthday is today. Happy birthday, yes. Hedy, Hedy Lamar. Did you learn that from Google? I did learn that from Google. Um, and thank you, Hedy Lamar, for um, making me think that you were Julie Newmar. <laughs> so I got to I went down a little bit of a sexy cat woman Julie Newmar rabbit hole for a little while today. It was a good hour well spent. <laughs> Julie Newmar. She died not that long ago. Not that long ago, yeah. Too Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> that was that what that movie was? Yeah, that was the title. Ah, Alright. I didn't I didn't realize Julie Newmar um was in that title. Uh, yeah, that's the full title. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> All right. All right. Which was the inspiration for the 
uh, vehicle that I was in senior year. Oh, yeah? What was that called? Uh, Kevin Bacon, thanks for the game. Signed uh, okay. so- somebody else. Somebody, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, typical road trip kind of movie that they tried to make as part of uh, one of their new house classes that ended up being a colossal bust. Who was making this? Yeah. She was a door chick at Fagan's. She was the, um, she was the, um, who's, who's a famous scapegoat that, you know, that ended up bringing down like Al Capone or, or, uh, you know, Gotti or any of those, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, she's the one that got, she was a scapegoat for the whole scandal. Is she's the one. Yeah. She's the one who got caught. Um, and they leaned on her, but to her credit, she, she was going to take the rap. Okay. But, uh, she was going to take it all on her own. Yeah. She was going to take it all on her own. Hmm. She was a real, uh, Molly pitcher of the, uh, of the late nineties Fagan scene. (laughs) (laughs) You know, weren't all those new house kids always making the same movie? Um, I don't know. What was it? Was it oh, I don't know. Movie? But I mean, there was only like three or four themes. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Because yeah. I remember right. I was in, involved where they needed people like some Fagan's people. You know, Sayu guys needed people to be helped them with their film. And of course, it took place in a bar. You know, right, right. <laughs> like, I think there was like, you know, whereas the film guys. You know, there was the people in VPA who took film. And I went to one of those things once because one of our friends was in film. Those were the weird people. Yeah, VPA definitely were the weird people. Um, But the new house were like the real like Hollywood production. Yeah, so it was always the same type of movies they were making. Ours was a road trip movie where um, four guys go on a road trip. They end up involved in some bank robbery and some mistaken identity strip club like the whole deal and um, I was the only kid in the movie that wasn't in the class so they had to get a special dispensation to have me in it and at first everybody that I met were like Seriously, what's what's up with this guy? He doesn't even take this seriously. He's not a real actor. I showed up wearing a white T-shirt, you know, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, this isn't gonna work," you know. You're too hot. You're too hot under the camera. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Oh, geez, this really sucks." And, Wait, everybody uh, in the movie had to be in the class, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was the only one who wasn't, um, and I ended up stealing the show. <laughs> in the few scenes that we were, uh, they were able to uh, to record, I I think they're I think that if um, if Seth Rogen and who's Seth Rogen's director buddy, James Franco. Oh, no, no, you're no, talking no. about Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. If they were going to make a movie, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they'd steal this. They go to. Um, they go to a strip club, and the chick's dancing around and whatever. And it's like a, it's like a dolly shot, 
where they start on one end of the stage and they go yeah. around and from the perspective of the stripper. Yeah. And then they come to to me, to my character and you know, she does a little dance. And uh I reach into my pocket and I I drop uh a bunch of change on the on the stage coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's funny. Yes. Because yes. I have no etiquette. Yep. I played I played a bumbling, you know, a Blutowski kind of uh Blutowski Blutarski? What was Blutarski, it? yes. Blutarski. <laughs> um so that was it. That was I was kind of the rube. So you weren't uh, typecast or anything. Huh? <laughs> 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 On that note. <laughs> I want to know whatever became of the movie. <laughs> it never got uh, filmed. Uh, they ran out of time. But they ended up cutting a trailer. And the only problem is the trailer is on VHS. Oh, okay. And I don't, I've lost track of it. I, I, I remember keeping it and keeping it and keeping it and keeping it, but um, somehow I lost it. I'm going to see if I can find and, uh, and see you if she t- has When's it. the last time you talked to her? Um, 1996. <laughs> <laughs> May, 1996. <laughs> there you go. Um. <laughs> Well, I'll try to reach out to her and see what I can do. Um, maybe I'll Reardon reach out to her because the other night I forget what we were even talking about, but something maybe it was eleven oh six day. Yeah, um, I got into a conversation with Reardon Peters and uh, and Soap. Maybe I started it. I had sent them something, uh, which was kind of funny, and. I don't know. I don't know how we got on this tangent, but um, do you remember the chick who played um, Joe Pone, the check from Facts of Life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, Nancy McKeon. Nancy McKeon. Her brother played Alice's son on the TV show Alice. Yes, yes, indeed. Philip McKeon. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I believe. Huh? Yeah, okay, so you would have been great in this conversation because essentially it's Peter's fucking shit up, fucking quotes up, fucking people's names up, etc. And Reardo, um, and Reardo correcting him. <laughs> uh, so, um, so he says, <laughs> So he said... This is a text um, conversation? Like yeah. a group text y'all are having? Right. So Reardon sends a picture. I, you know what? Can I just interrupt real quickly? Yeah. See, Shaggy started sending out pictures and all this stuff Friday morning. It's just funny that like our 1106 guys were having our group conversation. Your 1106 guys were having your group conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one day of the year where we all talk. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. Isn't it kind of ridiculous? <laughs> oh, it is. It is. Um, so there was a ton of inside jokes going on before we get to this point, but this point is at least uh, um, is at least um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is understandable. At least people can reference it. 
Yeah. They under, they understand the reference. And Reardon sends a picture of uh of cousin uh Blair from um from Facts of Life. Yes. Lisa whatever her name Lisa was. Lisa Welch, yeah. With the um cousin who had cerebral palsy, the comedian cousin. Yes. <laughs> So needless to say, in our younger, less sensitive days, that that we always got a kick out of Cousin Jerry. Yes. So Peter says, yeah, but remember, cerebral palsy doesn't have Blair. Blair has cerebral palsy. And Reardon says, corrects him. He says, Blair didn't have it. The other chick did, Cousin Jerry. It turns out, years later, is a lesbian. And Peter says, you're so right, Reardon. You're like my... uh, you're like my search engine. <laughs> and he said, speaking of lesbians, wasn't Joe a lesbian? And Reardon sends back, no, she's been married for 12 years. Um, and Peter says, you're better than a search engine. I'm coming to you for all my information. <laughs> so later on in the day, later on in the day, I don't know how we got onto it, but Reardon just starts sending. <laughs> uh, strike that. It wasn't Reardon. Somebody. Named Reardon, starts sending pictures <laughs> of um, Facebook screenshots. And okay. Like, You'll never guess who this is. You'll never guess who this is. You'll never guess who this is. And I'm just banging them out one after another. But I don't have Facebook. I don't have a Facebook account. So, like, these are purely by memory. These are all people that went to SU? Yeah, they're all chicks. They're all hot yeah. chicks that we know, you know, and they're they're present day versions of themselves. But they all look like just slightly older versions of their younger selves. They they age pretty well. Yeah, and a lot of them are are pretty well off. So like yeah, so they take care of themselves. They go to the gym. They get good haircuts. Yes. They have good face creams. They don't sit out in the sun too much. The whole deal. Yep. So we we ripped through uh, a good dozen or so of those broads um, on eleven oh six day. I don't know how we got there, but that was um, <laughs> I don't know. That was worth recounting anyway. All right, brother. All right. Um, well then on that note, with apologies to Girk's brother, we'll see you guys next week. Good night, Fredo. Happy 1106, Fredo. Mm-hmm.